Hello, and welcome to the LG Podcast. This is episode number 13. I'm your host, Logan Goldberg. And on this week's episode, we discuss Michael Jordan. When it comes to basketball, there's no bigger name than Michael Jordan, a six-time NBA champion, five-time league MVP, 14-time All-Star, and two-time Olympic gold medalist, just to name a few of his achievements. This list could go on forever. In this podcast episode, I will be telling the story of how one of the most marketable African-Americans in history was taken advantage in order to create revenue during his rise to fame. Born February 17, 1963, as Michael Jeffrey Jordan to James and Dolores in Brooklyn, New York, Jordan was the second youngest out of five children. The Jordan family would move to Wilmington, North Carolina, where Michael would begin his love for the game. Michael would eventually go on to play for the University of North Carolina, Tar Heels, where he would be coached by the illustrious Dean Smith. The two would go on to win the 1982 NCAA D1 Basketball Championship with Jordan hitting the game winner over Patrick Ewing and the Georgetown Bulldogs. After his stint at the University of North Carolina, Michael declared for the NBA draft in 1984. He wound up being selected with the number three pick and headed to the Chicago Bulls. This would forever change his life. Instantly, MJ became one of the brightest stars in the game, eager to conquer and become one of the best. And with great success comes marketability. And with an athlete like Michael Jordan, there was no stopping him. Dubbed his airness, Michael would go on to become the face of Nike basketball with his signature shoe, the Air Jordan, in 1985. The shoes were so impactful in the game that the league would at one point ban the shoes, stating that the black and red violated their colors for sneakers. Jordan felt that they were banned because they didn't have enough white in them and continued to lace them up even though he was fined every time he did. The success of the Air Jordan would not only make MJ an even bigger household name, but it would also make a marketing machine of Jordan, something that he would later be taken advantage of. But I digress. The commercial success of Michael Jordan was not the first time that an African-American was at the forefront of the advertisement world, specifically when it came to athletes. O.J. Simpson would be the OG athlete when it came to advertisements and the success off the court. O.J., before all the bad stuff happened, was one of the greatest running backs that football has ever seen. Simpson began his partnership with Hertz Rental Cars back in 1975 at the time when he was known as an all-star halfback for the Buffalo Bills, wearing his iconic number 32 in the blue uniform. Hertz reached out to Simpson as a way to attract new customers, customers of all different races, ages, and ethnicities. What better way to do it with one of the biggest stars in American sports? After all, OJ was the human embodiment of speed, and Hertz rental cars were all about speed. The interesting thing when it came to the selection of OJ for the role is that the chairman at the time, Frank Olson, had to be the one to sign off as Hertz. Had to be the one to sign off on OJ as Hertz was known as a conservative company, 
And the issue that they saw was Simpson's race, being an African-American male. Well, Olson would go on to sign off and allow for the beginning of a partnership that would forever change the American's perspective of an African-American athlete, let alone someone who is not a movie star. Well, OJ did act, but not really at that point. What OJ did not realize, or maybe did, but was blinded by the $175,000 contract he signed to film nine commercials with Hertz, was that he was being taken of a, taken advantage of his status of being an African-American and using it to gain new consumers. That same could be said about Michael Jordan during his short stint on the Washington Wizards. After his second retirement from basketball, in 1998, Michael decided that it was a time for a comeback. This time was in 2000, and he was not going to be suiting up with the championship contenders or the Chicago Bulls. Instead, this time it would be with the unsuccessful Washington Wizards. Jordan would rejoin the league in 2001 after serving as the Wizards' president of basketball operations and a minority owner. He did, however, have to give up his ownership as a way to play again per league rules. While the Wizards were lackluster and competing towards the bottom of the league, they were selling out every home game for simply one reason, the presence of greatness, one Michael Jordan. The year before Jordan joined the team in January 2000, the Wizards had repeatedly lost, reportedly lost $40 million. With Jordan in the uniform, the Wizards sold out 82 straight home games two seasons worth, and made about $30 million in profits. Wow. What an impact. This is a prime example of how big of a commercial success Mike was. He sold out a bad franchise every night for two straight years. That alone is a feat that should crown him as the king of marketability. Well, this is where the story of Michael Jordan gets interesting. After his final, third and final retirement in 2003, Jordan believed that he was going to be handed the keys to the kingdom and able to take over the franchise from current owner Abe Pullen. MJ stated that money was not the reason he came back. He stated to Pullen, I didn't do it for the money. I thought I was going to take over the franchise eventually. Poland responded to Jordan by simply firing him. And he stated, That was never a part of the agreement. I've worked 39 years to build this organization. I'm not giving it to you, and I don't want you to be my partner, Michael. Wow. Poland basically admitted to Jordan that he used him took advantage of his name and success for his own benefit. This is an example of exploitation of a black man for a white man's gain, a sort of modern slavery. For the first time ever, Michael was being told no. He always got what he wanted. He got the championships. He got the shoes. He got the records. He had the movie deals. So why is this so important? Well, MJ went from his airness, a sort of king, to Michael Jeffrey Jordan, a black man born in Brooklyn in the 60s. This was okay when he was promoting the NBA, 
The league used Jordan to become an even more lucrative international business. But when Jordan threatened to take his skills and charisma to the executive suite, he became a Negro who had to be reeled back in. Michael would still have six championships opposed to the one Poland won when the Washington team won in the 70s, known as the Bullets. Jordan would still have his shoe empire through Nike, Air Jordan. He would still have the fame of being the star of Space Jam and the McDonald's commercials, but he was not invincible. He was still a human and a black man. Poland grounded him, put him in this place, and this is not okay. Well, MJ got the last laugh, though. He would end up becoming the majority owner of the Charlotte Bobcats in 2010 for $197 million. And he's currently the only African-American majority owner in the NBA. He could credit this achievement to his success on and off the court. Specifically, his Air Jordan shoe line. According to a Forbes article from 2020, the Air Jordan brand brought in MJ a, record, a record $1.3 billion throughout its 36-year history. Over a billion dollars selling shoes. Take that, Poland. Well, MJ can thank OJ Simpson for allowing the black athlete to become so marketable. OJ was Mr. Hertz. OJ paved a way for, that Michael would do for Tiger Woods, LeBron James, and Serena Williams. What do all those names have in common, though? They're all a part of the swoosh, the Nike swoosh. Michael Jordan, as much as I hate him, especially being from Cle Cleveland, he did revolutionize modern sports through his marketability. MJ became a cultural icon, but it didn't come with ease. In his case, his success caused for him to be exploited in order to make another man a profit. Thank you for listening to my podcast episode about Michael Jordan. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on our podcast page. Happy Friday and have a great weekend.